Hello everybody, this is Chad Gurley, Director of Connections and Communications at Christ Church. And I'm here with Brian Pinter, our Education Associate, and we're back for another conversation. Glad to be here. What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about doubts and dark nights. Okay. Really? Do we have to talk about that? <laughs> Don't worry, it's not all bad. It, this is an important part of the spiritual life, but I find even in the churches, we don't often talk about this, but a lot of people do face these times. What, is it, what does that mean, to have a dark night? A dark night is it's a technical term from spirituality that was given to us by a 16th century Spanish mystic named John of the Cross. Oh, a, yeah, I know John. Yeah. Yep. A dark night is when our felt sense of God disappears. We feel like like God is gone. We go from a deep connection, there's a feeling of intimacy with God, that God is present in our lives, to nothing. It's like, remember years ago when the FCC sent out letters saying, on this date, your old television will stop working. There'll be no oh, more yeah. picture. Yeah. And you either need to get a digital converter box or a new TV. Yeah. And sure enough, on that date, it just there's no more picture. Well, that's what this is like. You just seem like you're connected with God, and then one day, God is not there. And people say, well, am I an atheist now? What's happened? Yeah. Is, is that, does that happen over the period? I, I guess, the, what's the time frame? I mean, is that a, happens every day, just a day? Maybe it happens for a, a season, months? For, for Mother Teresa, it happened for 60 years. It happened for 60 years. Well, I got her book, actually. I'm going to go yeah. through it and read it. And she, for all that time, she did not feel any personal connection with God. She had an experience. I think she was in her late 20s. It was a, 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 an awakening. And she said, she said something like, Dear Jesus, I will never say no to anything you ever ask me to do. And then after that, the lights went out. And apparently they were out until the day she died. Really? That she did not feel any connection with God. And she lamented this. She wrote about this to her spiritual director. This was in her diaries and her letters. Yeah. We found out about this after she died. But the fact that she persisted in all the work that she did, what she gave her life to, is instructive. And we can, we can talk about that. But I think what happens is, oftentimes in the spiritual life, we have some experience that just wakes us up. It might be a great retreat or something happens at a, at a worship service. We might hear a great speaker and it just, it just turns the light on for us. And we feel God's presence and we, we just know it. You just know it in your heart. And then we're into a honeymoon period. We feel close to God. We can see God in everything in our lives and we feel this consolation and this warmth and that's great in the beginning it's like falling in love I mean when I fell in love with my wife I was I woke up every morning and I was tra la lying as I walked into the <laughs> kitchen and everything is just wonderful but as we know that in love experience that runs its course right and then you're invited to go into something deeper well, that's what the dark night is, when that honeymoon period ends. Well, you wouldn't think that you'd go from a honeymoon to, like, utter silence. Yeah. I mean, 
And you know what? After, I have to say, after September 11th, I definitely had what you're describing. It was Mm -hmm. a wake-up moment. I felt close to God. I felt close to humanity. You know, I felt this real sense. And then, and you're right, after that, after a while, I went into this depression, actually. Mm -hmm. And was really upset because I didn't, I didn't feel God anymore. And I didn't know where God had gone. Um, And... I guess I've come out of that somewhat, but now I'm kind of in this midlife thing where I'm feeling mm-hmm. like, um, where is God now in this moment? I don't mm-hmm. know if I call it a dark night, but I'm in something of a something. I, I think when we when we enter that honeymoon period, we have images and icons, so to speak, of God that we relate to. But then, what, at, well, like what? What do you as mean? As we, we, we come to understand God in a certain way, we can imagine God hmm. as whatever you want to call it—a loving father, mother, creator, friend. This warmth, consolation, whatever you want to call it. But then, as we go deeper into the relationship, uh, God is saying, okay, now these images have been helpful, but now we need to take these away so we can go into something even deeper. It's like, imagine you had a picture of a loved one in your bedroom. It could be your mother or friend or whatever it is. And you every day you look at the picture and you smile and, and you love to have it close to your bed. Well, if the loved one actually comes to visit you and is in the house, are you going to stay in the room and look at the picture? No, it's time to put that aside and actually go be with the person. Or you could think of it this way. But see, okay, so I follow that, but I don't get the sense, I don't understand the silence then of God in that. Because then that, because, so what you're saying essentially mm-hmm. is that during this time, we're really close to God. We just don't hear him or her. We don't. We don't experience God during that time. We're just, but we're really close to God. How does that? We, we, we need. We need to. We need to to reform or get new software for this because <laughs> this is what Mother Teresa did, and I, I want to use her as a negative example. And I, I, I know our listeners are saying you're using a saint as an example of what not to do. I think in this dark night, if we say to God, where are you? You're not there the way I used to know you. Mm-hmm. The old images, the old icons, the old way I imagined you, bring that back. Right. Well, we're in a standoff with God hmm. then. And I think God is saying, I'm going to take you into a deeper place. And it's something you can't you can't understand and you can't imagine. You need to just close your eyes and let it flow over you. So, like surrender. To you the need dark to night. surrender to it. And so this is something that we have to remember that God is beyond all of our images, our imaginings, anything we could think of. That God is other. That's why, for example, here in the Methodist Church, in the in the Eucharistic prayer, the Great Thanksgiving, we say, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord." God of power and might. The holy, 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 you could translate that and to say other, other, other. God is other Hmm. that transcends us and our imagination. Another example that might help to illustrate this. I think metaphors are good because this gives us something to to grab onto. Imagine um, 
a mother fish and baby fish. And baby fish mm-hmm. says, Mommy, could you explain water to me? Yeah, wow. So she says, okay, here's a picture of Niagara Falls. And here's a chemistry book. And it's, it's two atoms of hydrogen and one of oxygen. And here's a picture of the Arctic Ocean with this ice. And see how it's blue. And, and the baby fish comes to relate to this and can imagine water that way and has this image of what it is. Then she says, now, I'm going to take all, this, all these away and I want you to just let it flow over and through you. Well, she takes them away, and he's saying, "But well, it's, this isn't what the, this isn't what Niagara Falls look like. I I I can't imagine. But bring the pictures back, yeah, because I can't comprehend what this is. But I think what God is doing is saying, okay, we're going to take these old images away. They were good, but they're limiting, hmm. and I want you to just now let me flow over and through you." And that's scary for us because now we're not in control of that. Yeah. As you say, we're being asked to surrender to something as much deeper and mysterious and dark. Yeah. But actually, it's light. It's like if you look at the sun, you will not see anything. You'll be overwhelmed with the light. Well, the deeper we go into relationship with God, the brighter the light becomes Hmm. and the less we're able to see. Wow. Have you ever experienced a dark night? I, yes, I have. It was, I remember going to my spiritual director and I said, no, I, actually, I, I called a priest friend of mine and I said, I think I'm an atheist. He said, well, why? What's going on? I said, I, I, just, I don't know if I believe in God. Hmm, I said, I just can't feel this or relate to this. Yeah. Um, and there were some other things tied up, the, the church, the institution. And I just felt, I just didn't know if I believed in that anymore. And he said, well okay, I understand this could be a problem since this is how you earn your living. (laughs) You have a wife and two children. So I went to my spiritual director and I I told him what I was feeling and thinking or not thinking. And he, I said, what's wrong with me? He said, God is what's wrong with you. He said, this is a classic dark night. He said, you're being invited to go into something deeper. It's not, he said, don't say you're an atheist yet because but we don't think that's what this is. And he was right. It was an invitation to that kind of surrender. But it's hard yeah. because it feels like a loss of faith. And how long did it last for you? In a way, it continues. Mm-hmm. Because while I, I am a believer, to me, I experience God now as this vast, dark, mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. And I... I don't even have words. I don't address words to it right now hmm. in my prayer life. It's more about just sitting in silence with and before this this thing. It's interesting. Yeah. One thing I've, I've learned about this, though, is the importance of just showing up in prayer, even during the, the times when it feels like there's nothing there. Because I do think that even if we feel like the prayer is empty and nothing's happening, God is still doing something quietly, secretly underneath in us yeah. and with us. Yeah. Well, and that the Holy Spirit is speaking on behalf of us, too, if yeah. we're really lost. Yeah, it's a very good, very good way of putting it. So, so advice for people that are actually going through something similar would be be present. Mm-hmm. Be present. And have a companion to share this with. 
this is hard enough. We don't, you, don't, you don't have to do this alone. Find a good spiritual director or somebody you can have spiritual conversation with who has some experience. And you are a spiritual director. I we happen to be mention. a spiritual director <laughs> right here at Christ Church. Um, yes, companionship, to know that you're not alone, and to look to what our tradition has to say about this. Because uh, thank God people like John of the Cross and uh, Mother Teresa and... And others wrote about this. Yeah. Otherwise, they, you'd really think. They left us a lot of wisdom. Yeah. So that's the great one of the great things about Christianity is we have this tradition that speaks to this. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you <laughs> soon. All right. <laughs>